I didn't say that either. <laughs> I didn't say those words. Those are Shane's words. Those were not Shane's words. Those were Shane's words. Shane thought you might have a little bit of a tinkle because you fucking went out there. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say drain the weasel. Those weren't my words. <laughs> you, well, you fucking went for a piss. Yeah, of course. I needed to drain the weasel. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. And we're doing that thing, you know? Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. Is that the code word? Yep. <laughs> yep. You'll never know. But no, we are, you know. He's going to say the words. I'm not going to fucking say it. I said I'm not saying He's it saying this it. week. I'm not fucking saying it. What are you not saying? You nearly got me there. <laughs> <laughs> I was very close to saying it. <laughs> say but what? I'm not going to. Okay, Churchy. All right, mate. Is this... Is this being... Recorded. <laughs> your analog, your analog signals, yeah. Yeah. They're being digitized. Okay. Okay. Analog is being digitized. I All can right. Read between the lines here. Yep. Churchy's got to go drain the weasel. He's got to drain the weasel. You don't fucking have to drain the weasel. After that, we all can... went out there and did it together just before. All oh, right. Yeah, we did. We did. Well, when you say it like that, <laughs> I feel like we're going to lose a few listeners. Sounds a little bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We are we are a team. Yes. And we work together. We do to do all things. Yes. Teamwork makes the dream work, my Absolutely. dude. Absolutely. You know what? Safety first and then teamwork though. Mm-hmm. That's always important. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen Pineapple Express? Yes. That's off that. Okay. Safety first and then teamwork. <laughs> sure. I can't remember that bit. Oh, well. Watch it again. I will. Or watch it tonight. I've been drawing doodles this whole time. Like doodles? No, doodles. Ah. Uh, not like... Uh, okay. Yeah, just like little... One's a sad face. <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> I think you're clinically depressed, dude. <laughs> I feel like I need to take this to a psychologist. Like, what are so these I drew do- this doodle. And they're like, is it a doodle doodle? <laughs> nah, it's a doodle. I'm like, that's a sad face, homie. That's not a doodle. Are you sad? I'm like, nah, I feel good. <laughs> I feel great. Just drew the sad face. <laughs> Bit of a contrast. Also drew a box here. Anyways, what do you got going on? <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> You're listening to Hobby Homies. We are your weekly war game and board game podcast. My name's Shane. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Fox. Yeah, what's up? This is episode 20. Damn. And we're back in the hobby corner talking terrain. It's both been a long time since we've done a hobby corner. And also a longer time since we've done a hobby corner in the studio. Yes. This is the corner. This is the hobby corner yeah. here in, in fact, the studio. This has four corners, all of them hobby. Yeah. And we have picked the one that is the most hobby. <laughs> the terrain one. Yeah. That's it. So, look, we're going to be talking about the different types of terrain that you can acquire, the pros and cons of each of those types, and what you and I, Shane, prefer... On our tables. Yeah. And what what we prefer to use and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's it. Um, now, before this, when this episode gets released, there's less than two days to get your entries in for our terrain tournament, mm. which is our little 
painting competition where we've picked terrain as our as our seasonal event, which yeah. we're doing once it, this is a spring one. Um, so yeah, so, so that's terrain, scratch built, uh, plastic kits, MDF, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So get your entries in if you haven't already. Yeah, true. Two days left. So this comes out on a Sunday, which means Tuesday night. Tuesday. I think it's like Monday at like 11.59 or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Cool, yeah. Cool. Wow. I just realized how appropriate this uh, terrain-focused episode is yeah. with two days left in our terrain tournament. <laughs> so like Shane alluded to, um, we do, we'll be doing seasonal tournaments, competitions, painting competitions effectively. Yeah. Um, so for the last three months, you've been able to work on terrain. Heck, if you think you can pump out a piece in two days or even one day, 24 hours, maybe you got the day off work, yeah. if you're on Randy, <laughs> hit it. Go on our Facebook. The event's there. You can win prizes. That'll be the case for all of our events moving forward. Yeah. Anyways, y'all don't care about that. <laughs> you came for that juicy, juicy content Ooh, yeah. that we release every Sunday here on Hobby Homies. We're ready to dish it out. That's how we, we're like. We're like beautiful chefs serving out fresh content. Yeah. Yeah, but not like those weird chefs. Like with the big hats? Yeah. What's up with those? What do you reckon those were for? Hats, dude. Like little hats, big hats, tiny hats. They're all the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) They all fall under one category. (laughs) I wonder how many inside jokes over the course of Hobby Homies has only been relevant to you, me, and Churchy. (laughs) Many. Most, I think. And people will be like, what on earth are they talking about? (laughs) Probably all of it. (laughs) Don't take my little hats. Channel the weird. <laughs> you, you don't have one. They're just hats. I want one. <laughs> so, let's kick it off. Let's talk about plastic terrain kits because we're going to cover plastic with a big four, we like to call them. Yeah. That are, now we do. Yeah. Now we call them that. Yeah, the big four, yeah. The big four. We got plastic terrain kits. Yeah. MDF terrain kits. Scratch built terrain and 3D printed terrain. That's them. That's, That's the, the big four. four. Yeah. Everything can kind of twinkle its way into those four categories. Yeah. So we'll hit those. We'll talk about our pers- like pros that we think, cons that we think about each kit. So, do you want me to kick off the first one? No, look, I'll get... Uh, you hit it. Let me hit it. So, okay. first one we're talking about is plastic terrain kits. Like, plastic terrain kits generally have the most, uh, the easiest accessibility. Like, GW make a whole bunch yeah. Right, you buy them off the shelf, you glue them together, and they're, yep. like, they're ready to go. Yeah. The sides, slap a bit of paint on there, that sort of stuff. Uh, generally the best detailed. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. And they're bloody beautiful. They are. They are bloody beautiful. I've been spending the last week just building bulk plastic terrain kits. Yeah. Also from Games Workshop. And, oh, man. Yeah. So the pros for those, you just said, they look incredible. Yep. That's my pro. That's my pro. <laughs> yeah. They got the best detail of all the kits. So, yeah. So, I think the way we'll do this is you and I will talk about our pros for it. Yep. Then we'll talk about our cons for each kit. Yeah. Mine is that it's, yeah, incredible detail. Like, the stuff that they can do with plastic terrain kits, they they can't really do with the other things that we're going to be talking about, MDF. No, 3D printing is probably the closest, but like yeah. plastic terrain kits, you're generally paying top dollar for it, but for sure. you you get it out, you glue, you glue it together, and it's got all kinds of little bells and whistles on there. I've been building the like the uh, command box terrain in there, like yeah. the pipes, the buildings, yeah. all that sort of stuff, and the detail is insane. Like um, little uh, wires and cabling and yes. little speaker boxes, and they've got so many things on there, but like... Yeah. 
in a way, that leads to a con, which is you're sort of limited in your create like your creativity. True. You know, because like I see these beautiful terrain kits made, and they've got like little like posters stacked up on the on the walls of the mm. buildings and and graffiti and all that sort of stuff. But like these have that much stuff on there. There's no empty spots. Like, yep. Like it's just it's it's great, but you you build it and you paint it, and yeah. then it's sort of. They all kind of look the same. Yeah, know? I get you. So apart from like what paint you choose, yeah, there's no real, there's not a lot of room for creativity or customization. No, nah, no. Nah. Not as much as there is with the other kits. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my con for plastic kits are usually they're the most expensive. Yeah. Of all these kits here, that well, all the different ways of getting terrain. Yeah. And it's because what you said, they've got better detail. It's more crisp. Yeah. Um. It's a lot more durable than some of the other mediums as well. Yeah. Being hard yeah, plastic. Definitely a lot stronger. Yep. I've had MDFs like split and stuff in the yeah, past. Wow. Plastic generally stands up to a fair beating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the con of that, I guess, is that compared to the others, it's more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what about MDF terrain kits? So we talked about plastic. Better detail is the big, big pro of those. Yeah. But they're also more expensive and less room for creativity. Yep. MDF. What 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 do you what strikes you as the biggest pro for MDF kits? Straight up, cost effective. MDF kits are normally a third of the price of a plastic kit. Yep. Um, like I've looked at some of the um, miniature scenery makes some really good ones. Knights of Dice makes some really good ones. These are all Australian, you know, cool. Melbourne brands. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so you can jump on the Googs. The Googs. El have, Googo. Yeah, have a look them up. Yeah. Um, I've got some uh, some Knights of Dice ones, man, some like Gothic Ruins. Yeah. I think I paid like 25, maybe 30 bucks for like big solid buildings, man. Thing. Like yeah. 12 inch by 12 inch by three stories high. Like wow. these things are big kits. Yeah. For, yeah. The, um, for the Test of Honor series that we are still doing. Yep. I bought some buildings from Sarissa Precision, which yeah. is an MDF printing company. Yeah. It's not it's not local, but they charge like $5 shipping. Wow. So it feels local. Yeah. You know, it takes yeah. a little while though is the only thing and you're not supporting local. Which yeah. Always support local if you can. If you can, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like 12 bucks for a little house. Yeah, nice. Um, and I just thought I just thought to myself, look, if this was even if this was 3D printed, yeah. You know, you'd need a, a printer or a company that does this with a bigger bed. Yeah. Or if it was a plastic kit, this thing would cost me an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. But for 12 bucks, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, man. So you're right. They are cost-effectively really good. They also are a bit of a, like a blank canvas. Yeah. So that's my pro is that it's almost just a, a framework for if you're a bit of a creative person and you want to customize this in a way. Yeah, man. For example, for me, I, I bought a, a kind of a blank house for an MDF kit, but I want to make it Japanese. Yeah. So there's some like wood palings and different roof and, and all these kind of things I'm going to add to it to yeah. give it a bit of flavor. That's the benefit of these is that often they're just going to be straight blank walls for you to add your little, yeah. little creative flair on. That that can also be a con though, because like mm. you might not want to put in that extra effort. Like, you might not want to, like, detail the walls because if the walls are just blank, like, you think of any building in the world, the walls aren't always perfectly flat, right? They've got some sort of texture to them, whether it's a wood grain or a render or something like that. Yeah. You might need to somehow apply that. So that takes more time there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Also, it, like, the assembly sometimes can be difficult with MDF stuff. Like, mm. like I use PVA glue to glue these gothic ruins together. and um, <laughs> That would have been a nightmare, it I was, yeah, yeah, it was. Like, it was relatively fast-drying wood glue, but still it wasn't as quick as, like, super glue, which you mentioned earlier, which yeah. I should have done from the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also snapped a couple of bits because... Oh, boy. I fucking don't know how I did it, man, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a big landing pad MDF kit, which was very complicated. Yeah. And we've got... um. We've got one of the lads in the Discord, Foggy, who's done a ton of different MB- MDF stuff, and he's always telling me how, like, the better-looking stuff is always so much trickier to build. Yeah. yeah. You almost have to use super glue on those because, like, you don't want to spend days building this. Yeah. So you, like, super glue X, X and Y together so that it can go into Z. Yep. And multiple times over. So, like, you almost have to, but, I mean, super glue is tricky to work with in that scale. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I found myself when I was building the landing pad, I mean, I constantly glued my fingers together. <laughs> I'm not a smart man, so that might be a <laughs> might be a byproduct of that, I guess. Um, but also, like, sometimes I would put things in the wrong spot or upside down if they were similar. Like, I was trying to do it quickly. Yeah. And so I'd have to try and tear it off, but the super glue had already dried, so it took, like, you know, a piece, a layer of paper oh, off it almost. Yeah, yeah. Because MDF is a funny material, like it's um, it's medium density fiber board. I'm pretty sure is the uh, oh damn is the actual term for it. Dropping so it's facts. like it's actually like it's like it's kind of like chipboard or particle board. Yeah, it's little pieces of wood actually glued together, layered up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's- so. That's why it's difficult. It can be difficult to work with. Like, like you said, you know, your, your fingers get stuck to it and you tear a, a piece off. Like, yeah, it's that. Um, it's not as strong as like actual timber or wood. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah. When I snapped it, I I can't remember what I was doing. It was in the assembly process. I was trying to get it together, or maybe I put it together wrong, and I was trying to pull it apart or something like that. But the the gothic ruins, which are, are beautiful for for a sort of a like Fox said, a blank canvas. Yeah. Um. Uh, they, yeah, they, they were just really difficult to work with, and they protruded yep. out very far, and all that sort of stuff. But like, it's like yeah. the, the more complete kits that you get, things that you can build and then paint and slap on the table, the trickier they are to yeah, assemble. Definitely, the, the more room for error. I remember Foggy complaining about, I think it was building a bridge, or a, a wall that looked phenomenal. Like he didn't have to do anything to it, similar to the. The best part of a plastic kit is that you can just assemble it, slap paint on it, and go, and it looks great on the table. Oh, yeah. But the MDF kits that have that same complete kind of, I guess, vibe to them yep. are also the ones that are just a bloody nightmare to put together. Yeah. And it makes sense. The more detail, the more tiny, fiddly bits there are. So, yeah, I guess that's the con, like you said. Also, like you touched on, if you don't add stuff to them, they do look incredibly plain. Yeah. If I were to just build and paint the houses that I had and not like put, um, what is it called? Thatched roofs on top yeah. and other like little bits of wood. And little embellishments here and there exactly, and stuff. And yeah. texture. I'm going to have to like scrape some texture in. Yeah. If I didn't do that, they would just look plain as heck. Yeah. Absolutely plain as heck. In that same sort of breath though, like you can overdo terrain where it takes away from the miniatures, right? Because you, you spend yeah. all this time painting the miniatures and if your terrain just blows you away, yeah. you kind of look straight past the miniatures where yeah. if your terrain is is kind of not 
average, but it's like satisfactory, right? Yeah. And your miniatures are above average. Yeah. Um, then the, then the terrain acts like a backdrop for them. Yeah. You know? It's funny you say that because when I, I was like in the process of me building all this Necromunda terrain, I was watching a video on some bloke. I was just like, how to paint Necromunda quickly Yeah, yep. <laughs> into the into the tubes. <laughs> yeah. And um, old mate was like, the way he sees terrain is is just like that. It's the backdrop yeah. for a setting. Yeah. And you don't want that backdrop to be too busy or too crazy. So yeah. he just does a lot of dry brushing. He sort of keeps within earthy, dull, muted tones. Yeah. So that the miniatures can pop and the and the and the scene can be about them. Yeah, yeah, not, um, not about the terrain itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't sure, know if that man. was just his excuse to paint it quickly and <laughs> quick well, and dirty. Well, I, said, but, I, I yeah. get it. I get around it. So, MDF, cheap, quick. I mean, uh, it's an opportunity for you to flex your creativity. Yeah, and add on to it. Yep, but also could look plain. That's MDF. Yeah, yeah, yep. The next we're going to hit is scratch-built terrain. Ooh, scratch-built terrain. Now, this this can be as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be. Totally. You could build it with nothing but, f- like, stuff that you find at home, in the garage, at work. Like, yeah. Like, sometimes I see stuff at work and I'm like, this could be something, you know? Like, yeah. Like, there's always little things where if you have enough creativity that you can... Put that stuff together. Yeah. So is that your pro that it could it can be effectively almost free? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you can go to a building site, you know, at, at where I am now, every second house is under construction. Like it's always a new whole area. House. You could you <laughs> cut pretty it. much. There you go. <laughs> you, like there's always like stuff in the building site, like which is effectively rubbish. Yeah. Right. Like I've looked at like um, screw guns. They come on like the screws come on little. Um, like chains of plastic and that plastic could, if you cut it up right, it could look like a ladder, you know, oh. like you could, you can do Yeah. You can do all this sort of stuff to it. Like I remember the first time you were like the, one of the first big projects you ever did apart from painting Necrons was an entire scratch built table of terrain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you used, yeah, oh man, it looks incredible. Even now it holds up and it's the perfect like Necromunda kill team. Dirty, it, all those things. Yeah. Muted, earthy tones, rusty. And you used uh, a Milo tin as a big, <laughs> you used lots yeah. of. Yeah, um, a computer CPU. Yeah. I oh, know, sorry, power supply. Power yeah. supply. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you used straws and pipe and PVC and yeah, all kinds of stuff, man. Some of the stuff, yeah, it looks phenomenal. And that would have, that stuff would have all cost you like next to nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. Um, and the good thing I think about scratch built, another pro, you say cost, it could be next to zero. I think a big pro is like the world is your oyster. Mm. You're not pigeonholed into doing whatever the kit says. Hey, this is a house. Yeah. Maybe what you think in your universe or the game you're playing, a house doesn't look like that. No. doesn't look like that plastic kit or that MDF. Can't find an STL. That's the, you know, you want to create something that doesn't currently exist. Yep. It gives you the opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can build whatever the heck you want. However, that can also be the con. It's funny. A lot of the pros I'm noticing can al- can also be the drawback. Yeah, like the pro for the MDF is a, it's a blank canvas. Yeah, it's framework. Con of that is sometimes it can be too plain if you do nothing with that framework. Yeah. Same with the scratch built terrain. World's your oyster. 
Connors that sometimes the the world is a big place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you're like me and you kind of lack direction, I wouldn't say I lack creativity, but I, I lack the ability to think of unique things. You like to be inspired by things. Totally, totally. Yeah. I'll put my flair on things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I can't create something from nothing. I guess I, I'm the same in a way. Like, just pulling something out of thin air is difficult. Yeah. And like you know, I look at you look at stuff and you go, oh. That, that works as this or this. Yeah. And, like, one of the, my favorite things to do when I'm looking at terrain is, like, just Googling whatever I'm trying to build. Yeah. Whether it's, like, you look at, um, you can look at, like, industrial walkways and, like, yeah. so, there's some really cool, like, old industrial stuff. Like, look at steam mills and stuff and yeah. you'll get inspired to build Nekamana terrain. Yeah, Like, true. pipes just going fucking everywhere and walkways and ladders and, and, and you know, and boilers and all this sort of stuff. Mm, like Boilers. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what a boiler is. <laughs> I don't know what a boiler is. <laughs> Sounds sexy. <laughs> it can be. It can be <laughs> to a to a true terrain lover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think for me, scratch built terrain. Yeah, it's so difficult for me to do because even if I saw uh, a sweet piece um, on the Googs, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I want to build that. Uh, there's such a uh, cognitive, what is it? Dissonance. <laughs> Dissonance. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, between like the ability to see that thing and think of materials to make it. And recreate it on the table. Yeah. yeah. I think like, I'm like, I could use anything. Yeah. That's not enough for me. I'm like, but but what? But what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what could I use? Yeah. I'm like, how could I make that? Whereas then I, you know, we've got um, someone in our Discord called DePale Orc who uh, has yes. created some incredible things from like he's created I don't know what the orc units are a stomper like a big stomper yep and he's created it from like an old water gun or like a <laughs> you know he can use like he can see something and then go find the parts for it I, I like yeah. that I was actually hanging out with him in discord the other day and he was in the in the process of, of combining some now he had rhino parts Space Marine Rhino parts, which yep. I don't think he used. He yep. ended up using a Lehman Russ, an Orc truck. Yep. Uh, and, like, he was just putting to this together. So Orcs have a transport vehicle of some kind. Yep. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, we don't know Orcs either. <laughs> no, but he, like, he, so he, got, he had the Lehman Russ and he had the arse end of it and he had, the, like, the truck, big, like, open, like, carrier bit at the front where all the models would stand. Yep. Um, and, like, he's just picking up these things and he had one he built out of, like, a Land Raider. Um, I think I call him a killer... Oh, it's like a kill tank or kill something like that. Or something. So it's like an orc thing, kill know. tank or something like that. And like, oh, just putting all these things together. So the creativity, like some people have it. Yeah. Like really, really have it, just naturally have it. Yeah. And I think some people need to be inspired by certain things. And I think we fall into that that latter category there. We need that inspiration. Yeah. Um, where we don't I, – I'm envious of people that can just see like – this empty stubby, right? And be, and that and that could be anything. Yeah, they'd be like, "I'm gonna build a chimney out of that." I mean, chimney is the obvious thing, but oh, but sorry, like, I thought I was turn it upside down there. and see something else. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's a chimney." I was like, "Oh man, maybe I am good at this." Like, chimney is the obvious one. <laughs> yeah, even us, there's certainly different levels. Like the you obviously probably googled industrial terrain, terrain, and yeah, and made your whole scratch built built uh, table effectively. Yeah. But like you had bullet casings and 
Yeah, all I like the details. Yeah, all the details. You had tons of stuff. And cutting I'm just... up rivets, man. I was cutting pinheads off, like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of pins. Just for rivets. Just for rivets, yeah. That's it, man. Before I learned there was easier ways to do it. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> you live, you learn. Yeah. Um, um, that's a con, though, of scratch-built terrain. Yeah. It's, it takes time and it takes effort. True. A lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah, that is true. If you are time poor, yeah. scratch-built is very tough to justify. Yeah. Um, that's probably a big reason I stay away from that. Yeah. I think because I just think about the finite hours I have to hobby. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, like, I guess I'm almost going to scratch build my owl test of honor <laughs> table. Yeah. Um, but the biggest barrier is being time poor. Yeah. And knowing that all those things like, yeah, it's going to cost very minimal to, you know, shape the hills and everything, but it is going to cost me time. Yeah which is time we could be doing so much stuff, painting models, painting terrain. Playing games, Playing man. games, yeah. yeah. Testing out new games, RPGs, board games, all that kind of stuff that we do here. Yeah. So you're right. That's a huge con being t- But I guess that time is money, so it's just you weigh up which one you have more of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And if you have neither, oh, well, we got 3D <laughs> printed terrain. <laughs> the future is now. The future is now. So... 3D printed terrain. When I talk about it, I usually talk about buying 3D printed terrain. Someone's printed it for you. Correct. Yep. Like you got a mate that's got a printer. Yep. Um, or you got a company that you, you deal with that runs a 3D printing service. Yep. So for me, the pro of 3D printed terrain is that it's the quickest to get to the table. Yep. Because, like, it requires the least amount of effort. There's almost no assembly because it's, yeah. it's generally printed complete. Correct. Yeah. It rocks up on your door. It's it's a pile of barrels or whatever. You just got to paint it, put it on the table. Yeah. And with terrain, usually, like we said, if you're treating it as a backdrop, yeah, painting it doesn't take all that much time. No. Nah, it's, it's a like, prime. Yeah, prime, brush. one color, yeah. uh, a, a shade, and a dry brush, and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some cheap washes or whatever. Yeah. And then boom, it's on the table. Yeah. So as someone that wants to get shit on the table at ASAP, <laughs> that's a big con for me. Yeah, it's your jam, man. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, and there's also a lot of variety, uh, a massive range of STLs if you have your own printer. That's true. So like some websites have them for free, some websites have them for a couple of bucks. Yeah. Um, you pay for this digital copy and you print it yourself on your own printer or your mate's printer or... A, a printing service. There's a lot of printing services nowadays. Yeah. So you just hit someone up and say, can you print this for me and post it to me? Totally. We've got to do in the Discord. He prints all that stuff for us. Oh, he's a dream. <laughs> Lethal. Uh, so, yeah, like, you know, when you've got all those files online, websites dedicated to 3D printing files. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much out there for that. And because they're community created, you know, the community overall has quite a wide variety of different styles and looks and ideas so whilst if you buy a plastic kit from games workshop you're limited to whatever their creative uh desires are yeah yeah if you buy an mdf kit you're limited to the a the things mdf can do yep but also whatever the mdf companies have actually created whereas when you're 3d printing ah the amount of stls you can find out there which is the type of files that 3D printers use. Yeah. There's actually a ton of different ones. Shouldn't even say STLs. (laughs) True. But yeah. 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 Um, You're right. There's a huge range. Yeah. So quick to get to the table. 
huge range. What do you got for a con? What's bad about 3D printing? You got to own a 3D printer. Mm. Or know someone, <laughs> or know that, someone does. that does. Yeah. Knowing someone that does is fine because you don't own it. Yeah. But they take a lot of work. Totally. And they're, they're almost a hobby in their own. Yeah. Like, I had a 3D printer. I say had. <laughs> I still have it, but it's... You don't use it, no, so it's, it's dead to you. And... It is dead. <laughs> yeah. But that's dead because I worked it too hard. Oh. I had it going for like three days straight. And Man, what did you even print? I can't think of a thing. Just shit yeah okay. <laughs> like i didn't know what i was doing really and like i'm just like i'll get up in the morning i'll set it i'll scrape off the thing that printed overnight yeah i'll set something else to print i'll go to work yep. come home scrape it off this thing was working fucking 24 hours a day damn the workhorse <laughs> oh yeah i cooked it yeah you cooked it hard <laughs> yeah i got i'm like <laughs> what is that what is that smell like Oh no! <laughs> Next minute, run upstairs just to just imagine the thing on fire. Oh god! It's not. Thank fuck. Uh, it's the equivalent. It's just melted a bunch it's of stuff. It's melted. Yeah. yeah. So I actually cooked the uh, the circuit board inside it. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah hard cooked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I could fix it if I pulled it apart and cleaned it out and rewired it. But didn't you buy it secondhand already? Yeah, I got it for like fifty bucks. But so... it, it's it's a good unit. Like it's a. It was the Audi one. The Audi had for four hundred bucks. Maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Um, maybe three years ago now. Um, and we made upgraded Rory. Yep. Uh, so Rory's like, "Do you want it?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I'll you know I'll give you something for it." And he's like, "Ah, oh, fifty bucks." Came with like a full roll of filament. So there's fifty bucks worth anyway. Oh, done. So effectively, the printer was free. Yeah. Um, he was like. This puppy's not going to last long. I've, I've cooked this shit. <laughs> yeah, true. I've been running this 24-7 for you six probably, months straight. You probably band-aided it just enough to get, yeah. to get me to buy it. <laughs> I'll dangle a bit of cheap Chinese filament in his face. He'll, he'll, he'll bake it. He'll bake it. <laughs> but um, that's, yeah, just, that's just filament printers, like resin printers and all that. There's a lot of effort involved in actually printing. So yeah. if you enjoy the fact of playing with the programs and seeing how they turn out, great. Yeah. But it is... Full on. It's full on. Yeah. And yeah, we should touch on the two different types. So there is filament printers, which is the one you cooked. Yeah. Which is effectively, it has a spool of plastic filament that it melts and puts their own yeah. extruder. Imagine imagine whipper snipper cord, if you've ever mowed the lawn. <laughs> it's like thin plastic wire yeah. and it feeds it through a hot little nozzle. Yeah. And that nozzle in, uh, ejects it onto a, a hot bed. Yeah, and it ejaculates. It, it, it does. Yeah. It, yeah, it just... Runs all, a little <laughs> all over it, <laughs> everywhere, dude. In little um lines, lines. Some say ropes, ropes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> layers, layers, like onions. <laughs> yeah, yep. And it, so it's like a top down, and it kind of builds it in layers. It'll go around and yeah, draw the yeah, base. And it does layer and it, and up, it just and, builds it up to the top. Yep. Um, and like there's there's all kinds of different settings you can set them for for like super detailed, where each layer is zero point one millimeter. Yep. So it takes 10 layers to do one millimeter. Damn. So, there, so that'll take a while. Hours, man. I, I remember looking at one and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's see how long this is going to take. 40 hours. I'm like, yeah, nah. Days, dude. <laughs> yeah, Days. Nah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And the other type is resin, which is much different. Much different. It's oh. a It's got a liquid vat and with, I assume, laser beams, <laughs> it... It heats up the layers of the liquid and draws it out of the vat effectively. Yeah, and cures it. That raises, I'm pretty sure they, so 3D printers work from the bottom up. I'm pretty sure resin ones do too, but it's like upside down. Like, yeah, it's a weird, 
Like they're normally fully enclosed in a little tank thing and yep. they take a lot more cleanup. Yeah. Like you generally have to wash off the resin and, and the, the vat all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, Lethal's listening like, these guys got nothing what they're talking about. <laughs> no idea what they're talking about. And, or having flashbacks, being like, oh, it's such a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> such a nightmare. Um, he sent me a photo earlier. I haven't replied. Sorry, Lethal, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm about to reply when this episode finishes. He sent me a picture of the Crute Narlock Riders that he has finished for me, and they look phenomenal. Nice, so, dude. That's, I guess, the biggest difference between resin and filament is that resin will always get you better detail. Absolutely, yeah. Crisper details. If you're printing smaller, more detailed stuff, it has to be resin. Yeah. You can get away with, like, bigger terrain items that lack, you know, intricate detail with filament. Yeah. And it's going to be quicker, easier cleanup. Actually, not necessarily quicker, but easier cleanup. Yeah. Possibly more durable. I don't know about... It's a quite a sturdy plastic. Yeah, I've never tried to... I've never tried to snap resin printed stuff. I've tried to well, break. Why would you? I've tried to break filament printed stuff, and it can be hard. Yeah, it depends on the um on the like the what do they call it? Uh, like the inside, like you build up the, the infill. Infill, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I tried printing stuff with like low infill and just snapped it like it was nothing. Yeah, but you build something up with heavy infill. Yeah, uh, which adds time to your print and also uses filament, but yep. it adds a lot of strength. Yeah, yeah, and. Because you tuned into the 3D printing uh, <laughs> of the homies episode. That's why we're dropping the details on it. It's you. just so interesting, man. Like the 3D printing yeah. stuff, like it's so good for our hobby in a way, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. It's, over the last five years, man, like not maybe even less than that, 3D printing has come leaps and bounds. Yeah. It is at a point now where you can own your own printer. Yep. People own multiple printers. For sure. Um, they're all cheap. Like, like you can get a, a really good printer for like, Five or six hundred bucks. Yeah, you can get it. You can get just my two cents here. Oh, here we that, go. Oh, churchy. Has, uh, that has definitely changed then. Because I remember, like, like you said, yeah, the last five years. Because I remember about five years ago, I was looking. Yeah. And you couldn't get one like commercially for less than like two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You yeah. can get the. There's a new um, resin printer that I've been frothing called the AnyCubic Photon S. Yep. Um, now, the AnyCubic Photon on its own was a phenomenal resin printer. It was the one that made resin printers, uh, reliable resin printers available for, you know, just your, not commercial, what's the other use? Like domestic. Domestic use. Yeah, yeah. And so they brought out the new one, and that is 550 at the moment. Yeah, wow. So you can buy a resin printer with um, a kilo or... Whatever the a liter of a liter. resin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say whatever. The, I forget where metrics. So everything's simple. Um, not three furlongs of resin, <laughs> one liter of resin for yeah, like five fifty, and you can start printing. It's easy to use. You plug it in. It's almost you know plug and go. They almost are. Yeah, a lot um, of them self calibrate as well. Exactly. Some of them you yeah. have to level the bed because if the if the bed's not level, like you get off prints. Mm. Some of them do it themselves, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy, but. It's like printers of old. They yep. used to sell print Canon printers for like $89. Yeah. Like, how is this legal? Well, it's because the ink and toners cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah. So you'll always be buying resin and filament, and that's where they make, and replacement parts. Yep. Um, there's less moving parts with resin printers too. I think that, for me, they're all around better if you've got a space for them. Yeah. You know, out in the shed, well yep. ventilated. You don't mind putting in the time to clean up. If you've got to run like 24-7, great. Yeah. 
Perfect. You can probably make your money back too if you if you start a printing service or you print even for your mates. Yeah. And you just say, look, just fix me up, like you know, ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. Just cover the cost of the resin. Yeah, for sure. People people do that. Like definitely. Rory printed me stuff for bugger all. Lethal's printed me stuff for like less than bugger all. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. like yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a way to go. Um, I lost where we were. <laughs> so the pros, I mean, we've listed a lot of pros. <laughs> yeah. So there's the two different types. They're quick to get to the table if you purchase a printed model, get it here. What was your pro for a 3D printer? A lot of variety, big range right. of uh, different files online. Tons of different stuff. Yep. Um, the details are a con for me. Okay. But only over like plastic kits. Yeah. And and scratch built, obviously the details as good as you want. And they're only going to get better too, man. Yeah, I, totally. Imagine resin printers in five years' time. I can't imagine. No. I can't imagine. <laughs> um, But yeah, if you do, it depends. Like the resin details are great, but they'll cost you more money. Yeah. Filament printers are usually cheaper and more sturdy for terrain stuff. Yeah. However, you get those filament lines. Unless you spend time sanding it. Totally. And, and taking acetone to it and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. A little bit of, you know, less detail than the plastic kits and stuff. Yeah. This is the only real con for me. Yeah. Maybe accessibility. Yeah. But yeah. What's your big con with 3D printing? To the fact that you have to own one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or know someone that owns one. Or know one. someone that owns one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or pay, out, you know, an arm and a leg for a company to do it. We've looked at yeah. some companies that 3D print. Yeah. And you're like, why would I? Why would I? Apart from the, the variety that it has, spend an extra 10 bucks and get a, you know, a plastic kit. Yeah, that that's true. But but like we said earlier, plastic kits are sort of limited to whatever that manufacturer makes. Where three D printed companies produce a, a like a large variety of different stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you might not want to buy this kit, which you might. You know, if you want barrels, right? From yep. from Games Workshop to get barrels, you have to buy the shipping container, the box, right, with totally. like two containers in it or whatever, um, and crates and barrels but yep. all you want is barrels you don't okay. want the fucking container and the crates you want barrels oh, i would not use them <laughs> <but> yeah <laughs> you pay 80 90 bucks whatever it is for the gw one and you get like 12 barrels yeah you pay 50 dollars to a 3d printing company and you might get like 40 barrels you know like you get a shitload yeah okay yeah i see i see what you're saying. I, I i rate 3d printing companies like i think yeah some of them out there like one of the ones i look at like otp terrain they they do a lot and they're like they um they have a huge variety of different stuff on there. Yeah. Um, OTP all sorts. Yeah. is actually one of the ones I was thinking of for the, the con because I've seen some of their stuff where I'm like, well, I look at it and it's like a sweet building or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, it's 110 bucks. Yeah. There are some like, on there which are really dear. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, if I wanted to spend 110 bucks on like, uh, you know, it's going on my table as terrain, I could get a $110 plastic kit that would look infinitely better. Yeah. Detail wise. Yeah. Put it together, slap it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm thinking I'd rather buy a plastic kit. But yeah. like you said, if you're thinking of like specifics, maybe I want specifically that building and it doesn't exist in a plastic kit. Yeah. Well, really, 3D prints my only option. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's only going to get better though, I think, with time. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. People have been talking about it for years, but like what 3D printing is going to do to the mini industry. Yeah. Once they get that good. Yeah. Because already I can have Lethal print me some dope stuff that looks phenomenal. Yeah. Looks phenomenal. It looks better than some other companies. I'm not going to say Games Workshop because their stuff is bloody 
fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing can rival those hard plastic kits, but no, there's some yet. companies that are, you know, trying to get off the ground or whatever, and they're releasing some models to try and get the game going. Yeah. And like old mate down the road, can, well, he's a little bit down the road, but <laughs> can print me off some models that have better detail yeah. than those. I feel for those companies that are starting now, they have to compete with 3D printers. Yeah, tough. GW have had it good for their for, for so long. It's only now that they're worried about 3D printers. But even then, like, they're, I don't think yeah. they are worried. I wouldn't be worried. Like, they've got the name, man. They've got yeah. the range. They've yeah. been around for for 45 years or however long it is now. And Yeah. Um, a couple of moons. Yeah. A couple of big moons. <laughs> a couple of big moon dogs, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and plus, yeah. oh, man. Been looking at like you, pro- the brewmaster looks like an insane model, dude. He some is a de- sick model, yeah, yeah. Just some of the, de- anyways, that's the details in the hard plastics <laughs> of GW. We don't, we're not, we're not reps, no, <laughs> no not at all, not just at all. Fanboys, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious out of plastic, MDF, scratch built 3D printed terrain, which do you prefer? I mean, obviously, there's pros and cons to all of them, as we've discussed, yeah, and depending on your. Financial situation, time situation, creativity standpoint, it's going to dictate which one of these you use. But if I were to tell you, Shane, yep. you only get to use one of these for the rest of your life, Oof. which do you go? Probably plastic kits, man. Okay. Probably plastic kits. You Just, spend that bit of extra coin, I think get some so. fresh plastic. I think so. Not only like... MDF kits don't really come with instructions to put together. <laughs> so, so true. So some of the times I was looking at those gothic ruins that I got, and I'm like, where the fuck does this go? Like, Did you ever jump? Was this Knights of Dice? Yeah. Did you jump on the website? Uh, maybe. Are they, are they on there? Yeah, they're on there. Oh, okay. I'm no, pretty I sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> I'm like, just print it and just yeah, slip it in there. A4 piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. My school charges me five cents <laughs> to print this. Yeah. One piece. Yeah. 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 I think I'd go, I think I'd go plastic kids. If I, if I had to pick one, yep. I like the, I like all of them. Don't get me wrong. They've all got their little aspects, which I appreciate. Yeah. But I think if I, if I had to bite the bullet and just pick one. I just I just still deal with plastic kits for that detail, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, we both work full time. I'm not gonna say like money is not an object for us because <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm a double down with the plastic kits too. Yeah. Simply for the reason that I just want to play the games. Yeah. You know me, I'm all about playing the games. Oh yeah, dude. I don't care about I don't wanna I don't if I could not paint minis, yep. not paint terrain, not do anything, I would. If you didn't have to build a mini, as you wouldn't. Oh do. man! If I could pay someone to build me a mini for like a dollar a mini, if you're listening to this and you'd do that, I'll build minis for you for a dollar a mini. Oh, there we go. He's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So for me, plastic terrain, like 3D printing, you think would win out? Yeah. Because like you get it, and and I've loved the 3D printed stuff I've gotten. Yeah. Because it, yeah, but I think. Like, terrain, building terrain is not too difficult. From a plastic kit, I've no. learned from, like, even the most complex kits, clip it out, scrape it up. It doesn't have to be, like... It's normally piece A and piece B go together. Yeah, and there's like a pipe. Yeah, you there's know? not a whole lot of extra pieces on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm not super creative. Like, I don't want to put embellishments on there. I don't want to spend extra time. Time's another object to me. Yeah. So, look, if I was... If I had access... Like I don't want to, if I had access to whatever STL I could imagine and it would be 3D printing for me. Yeah. But I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. 
I don't know. Whereas when I walk into like say a games workshop or something and they have a big kit there of terrain, I'm like, mm, that look good. <laughs> Me want that. I didn't know I wanted that. Yeah. But that would look sick in my industrial terrain. I can't, you know, well, if I Google industrial terrain, I can see the 3D print, but I know I send it to Lethal and he's got to mess around with the scale and yeah. make sure it fits on the board. And I know, yeah. So for me, it's just easier. Yeah. Plastic kit, know what I'm getting, clip it out, glue it together, dry brush the bish, throw it on the table. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Like I froth um, scratch building stuff. I really uh, enjoy the the side of 3D printing. Yeah. Um, for the little part that I did. Yeah. Although it was... It was getting to a point where I was sort of getting over it because, like, it was like too much time calibrating and and looking at how things are on on the computer, yeah, and then trying to get the printer to print it like that, like, yeah, totally, uh, totally. yeah. So I, I I'd pay someone to three D print stuff any day of the week if I if I find something that I wanted, but for the most part, I'd probably just buy plastic plastic train kits. Yeah, it yeah. seems easier, doesn't it? it? Does a little bit more expensive. Yeah, detail. Yeah. What about if I were to say Shane, you could do any combination of these things. That's fine. No problem. Except for one. <laughs> and you're not allowed to touch it for the rest of your life. Which one do you get rid of? Oof. Um, I know what you're going to say and it pops out to me as well. Well, does it? MDF kits. No. Oh, hello. No. Well, I was going to ask the question because Scratch Built, right? Yeah. I like to customize the MDF kits. Does that count Scratch Built? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't, t- you can't have an MDF kit. You're not allowed. No, no, no. I'd, I'd get rid of scratch building. Okay. I'd work with the other three. I'd okay. customize the MDF kits up a bunch. Yeah. Like I wouldn't like go on and, and like cut them in half and, and change them, but I'd like, yep. I'd add details to them and like little bits and pieces like pipes and little stuff yep. like that. Yeah. But I would, I would probably eliminate scratch building. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just because the time's too much for you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Time's a killer. I would get rid of MDF. Because I'm like, what does it do that 3D printed terrain doesn't? Yeah, okay. You know, I'm like, if I wanted a blank canvas and something to add on, I could possibly find an SDL. Yeah. Add on to that. Yeah. Not to mention it comes already built. It's a hard plastic. It's not a different medium. No. You know? But, and scratch built, despite never doing it, really, I'd like the option to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's interesting. All right. I would have got rid of MDF, but you get rid of scratch built. I can see why. You'd yeah. rather embellish a few MDF kits. Yeah. 3D print a couple yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like you said, you know, the framework's done. All you're doing now is adding the details. You're yeah. bringing it to life, basically. Yeah. You know, you've got this You've got this thing, which is, it's good enough if you if you um, primed it, maybe Zenithal a few different colors and then dry brushed the shit of it. Yeah. It'll look good. Yeah. But if you really brought it to life by adding, like, little pipes and like maybe window frames and posters and graffiti mm. and mm. rubble and all that sort of shit. You'll, you know, you'll, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we close that, I want to know what's the ideal table to you look like? You're going to play a game. Do you, is it like, do you want terrain city? Do you want it even hard to navigate because there's so much terrain or do you want like, I want to play the game. I just want minimal terrain. Like, what is the ideal? I froth terrain, man. So I want it. as much as I can get. Yeah. Obviously, it gets to a point where it's too much. Yeah. Like, if you're playing a, a, a maybe like a tank list, right, where like you're playing Imperial Guard or, you know, Astro Militarum or whatever, you and you've just units. got you've just got like 10 tanks, yeah. you can't be playing 
Necromunda. Necromunda, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be playing somewhere where there's no roads or there's no ways for your tanks to move around. Yeah. So you've got to have compromises, obviously. But then at the same time, if I'm playing Kill Team or Necromunda, I want as, sh- as much terrain as I can fucking get on there. Yeah. I want to be like shimmying my models in between buildings, you know, like as yep. if they were like in little alleyways or whatever. Like, yeah. You know, so I think it, it varies. I think, and I there's obviously a, a magic number to terrain depending on what kind of game you're playing. Yeah, for sure. Forty k, like they, I think they say what a third of the board or something should be terrain or something like that. But I think it's it might have changed. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Um, at least. At least. I think yeah. it's changed a little bit in ninth edition. I think they're focusing more on terrain heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, we play in a forty k league, and the guy that runs it has some phenomenal tables. Oh, Dave's, Dave's tables, tables. Are killer, man. Yeah. I felt like they've just started a um, a group called Target Acquired yep. Wargaming. Um, so they'll be doing events and stuff like that. I feel like they should have called it Dave's Tables. <laughs> yeah, true. It probably would have undercut Lachlan because I'm sure his tables are phenomenal as well. But yeah. Yeah. It's great to play on because it's so thematical. It doesn't obstruct what you're trying. It do- actually does obstruct. You have to think about it more. Yeah, yeah. You can't just run a tank down the table. No. I remember I was playing a game and I had a big Necron, uh, what do you call it? It's like a Locust Destroyer or something. <laughs> Heavy. I don't know what a it re-animator? is. Reanimator? It's like a reanimator, but it's with a big cannon. Oh, yeah, the Doomstalker. Doomstalker. Yeah. Whatever it's called. And I was like, God, man, this thing's like, I want to walk around this building, but I don't want to waste inches. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, but yeah, it's it's good because that's what that's what I imagined where the battles happen, over cities, over, over like it doesn't happen in a blank field like nah. the, the 90s war gaming where it's just like a green table. Yeah, but that, that's a whole different story. That's not like Napoleonic war gaming, right? Yeah, where yeah. battles were, it's just a big field. Yeah, exactly. It's like, let's just agree to meet here yeah. and just shoot each other and stand still. And see who wins. And see who wins, yeah. yeah who has the more bullets that can hit. <laughs> yeah, but like Infinity yeah. is a game which really, um, I've never played, but really piques my interest because of how terrain dependent it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that requires really dense cities and stuff. That's which, cool. Um, like, yeah. I think we're in the same boat. I think we'd rather have it happen around a real dense metropolis yeah. city, an underhive, whatever it be. Yeah. We want the terrain to be imposing yeah, on definitely. the game. Yeah. To think about it. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to blank... Black nah, field. No, nah. or you don't want to just ignore all the terrain. No. It's got to play a role, a really important role. Yeah. Yeah, and you want it to be the reason you win or lose games. Yeah. Because you use the terrain well. So yeah. I'm the same. Crank the table full of it. Hell yeah. Um, If I can't fit a knight down there, so be it. <laughs> so be it. Yeah, that's it, dude. That's it. Well, that, um, I think that pretty much sums up our little... Venture on terrain there, all the different kinds, how they affect games and how we feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's pretty good. I mean, hopefully this is something you can slap on as white noise while you paint up your terrain for the Hobby Homies Terrain Tournament. Yeah, yep. Two days left. Two days left. It's the unsung hero, as we've said many times. Yep. If you get terrain and you assemble it all together, you paint it all up as I have with my Necromunda recently, man, does it pump you up to play a game. Oh, yeah. Especially when you got all this terrain sitting there, you're like, I don't want to waste this. This nah. is dope. Yeah. I want to get some dudes running around here shooting shit. So, Hell yeah. So we would encourage you. Terrain's the boring part of the hobby for a lot of people. Yeah. Listening to this episode might be the second most boring <laughs> part of the episode. <laughs> so listen to this. Crank some terrain. Yeah. Hopefully we've pumped you up to pump some terrain. Oh, yeah. We also 
Jump in the Discord. Hell yeah. Jump in the Discord. Tell us about your terrain. Show us your terrain. Hell yeah. I want to see that terrain. Yeah. You think terrain we're looking at porn, please? No. <laughs> no. We're in the Discord looking at your terrain picks. <laughs> yeah, that gets us going. Show us before and afters. <laughs> Show us unpainted terrain. Yeah. Raunchy. <laughs> and then your painted terrain. We froth that. Yeah. So our, our Discord's a, an awesome place where we get everyone together. We also do live episodes there. So if... <laughs> Fox just I discards his paper to the ground. I had a piece of paper, but I'd read everything on it, so I threw it to the ground like it was a mini I painted. It, it, it. just it just floated down like an awesome didn't leaf. Why didn't, didn't it? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Sorry yeah. to distract you. No, no, you're right, dude. Discord is dope. Tell us the giveaways and the events going on. Totally. Heaps. So, well, heaps. Oh. <laughs> I'll be brief because y'all, for those who have entered, they're like, I don't want to hear about. It. I've already entered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was lovely. Um, that was thematical because the first giveaway we have is the Alien RPG. Yep. Um, so all you got to do to enter this one, when you're listening to this episode, there's also only like two days left to enter this. Yeah. So if you haven't already, let this be the reminder that you didn't set on your phone. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page, find the post, tag a homie. It's pinned. So it's, it's at the top pinned. of the page. Yeah. Absolutely pinned. Yep. Um, the second giveaway is our Patreon-only giveaway, which is a test of honor. Ah, sorry. Feudal Japanese yeah. <laughs> war band of sorts. Yes, which can be used in yeah, Test of Honor. Yeah, specifically designed for Test of Honor. Yeah. There'll be enough in there that you can just build them, paint them, play a full-scale game of Test of Honor. Yeah. Which is, in my mind, super dope. Yeah. So hopefully you like it. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, actually, I was thinking about becoming a Patreon one day, appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you big time. Yeah, love you. Do it. Love you long time. <laughs> Do it in the next two days and you'll be able to snap, swoop in on this giveaway you might you might oh, win yeah. it oh yeah but, oh man boy would everyone be mad at you our long our long time patrons <laughs> like hey guys i just got here i just thought i'd sign up for your patreon uh oh by the way i won the <laughs> won the comp so that could be you that could be you um and you guys if you check out hobbyhomies.com you can stay up to date with all the like like all the latest giveaways and events on our facebook page Discord yeah. links. Yeah. All that sort of juicy stuff is on there. Yeah. Um, we do hobby hangouts in Discord once a month. Totally. Um, the, honestly, between the Facebook page and the Discord, it's a, it's the places to be. Yeah. And you can find links to all of those at hobbyhomies.com. Totally. We, we try to keep hobbyhomies.com minimalist. It is. Very... It's just got buttons on there. You're like, I want Discord. It's so eight buttons. Eight buttons. Eight buttons, in fact. I don't even remember what three of them do because no. I know we've got Discord, <laughs> Facebook, and then some others. <laughs> yeah. So those are the main ones. Yeah. You'll find everything there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and a massive thank you to our patrons. We couldn't mm. do this without you guys. We've got Final Dinosaur, Foggy Highway, Churchy, Dave, Rory, Caitlin, Rad Rooster. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I knew it was my turn, but I just wanted to see what you would do if I paused for a long time. You responded well. You've passed the exam. You can be my co-host. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We've also got Arkham Leper, Whack the Ewok, Joe, Lethal, MJ, Burnsy, Elko, Oliver. A lot of these you'll hear us, um, well, not just these, but all of our Discord players as well. Yeah. You'll hear us reference them throughout all of our episodes, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Because... They're part of the hobby home. They are our hobby homies. They are. Yeah. We live in the Discord. We're constantly seeing things that they do. We know what I love about our Discord is we know everyone. Yeah. And yeah, everyone's just super dope. So jump in there. 
you'll hear of all these fabled characters <laughs> yeah. um, and you may become one. Yes. Yeah. So, look, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tune in for Beers and Banter on Thursday. And normally we drop episodes every Sunday, and we will. Yeah. We but you will. can also tune in this Wednesday as it's a live episode. Yep. 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight time. Yeah, you really you really winced on that one. <laughs> that really took up all the brain cells it there. It did. did. Australian brain. Eastern Daylight time. <laughs> yep. Um, all we do is we jump in the Discord and record effectively what we're doing now. Yeah. But we also have X amount of listeners jumping in the Discord, muted, of course. <laughs> listening for obvious and, reasons. For obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, this will be our first ever live episode in the studio? No. Okay. I think, mine, I think mine and Churchy's was live. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This will be yeah. This will be my first This is your live first episode. live in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe it will pertain to the underworld black market trade of rabbits in Queensland. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Go back, and, about that. Go so back and listen to that one. I don't know which one that one was, but some it'll be sometime around June... June 12th, I Sometime imagine. Sometime around then. Whenever your son was born. June 10? I can't remember. You can't remember your son's birthday? Yeah, nah. It was a while ago. <laughs> Good thing Sarah doesn't listen to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells Sarah. <laughs> this is why we do it at the end of the episode. Yeah. Anyways, that's been us. Yep. I've been Fox. I've been Shane. You've been listening to Hobby Homies. Peace. Peace.